kids get the popcorn out. Let me tell you the story of the space viking, Thor Odinson. He was no ordinary man. He was a god. After saving planet Earth for the 500th time, Thor set off on a new journey. Well, he got in shape. He went from dad bod to god bod. And after all that, he reclaimed his title as the one and only Thor. Oh, spoke too soon. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Hey, y'all. We're finally back. Sorry, we took a vacation last week, and I just put an Instagram post uh, saying that we'll be back this week as you're listening to this episode. But uh, apologies for our, our unexplained absence. We just wanted some beach time. But have no fear. Because Thor is here. Oh, Thor is here. Thors are here. Uh, The regular Thor and the mighty Thor. Don't worry, a uh, beach vacation cannot get in the way of us seeing Marvel movies on release day. Yes, we still saw the movie and we're ready to talk about it. Yeah, well, this is uh, three days after we've seen it. Uh, We're recording this on Sunday, so we didn't take a lot of notes. We, We went with two people that were all but completely unfamiliar with Marvel movies, did a quick rundown with them, so that was fun. A bit of a reminder for uh, us on what we needed to know for this movie, as as well as them. And uh, I will say, before we even get into anything else, this is a pretty easy-to-digest movie for someone that is, you know, not into the MCU at all. Um, All the ones that have come out, I mean, you know, you could say the same thing for Shang-Chi, but it was a fun exercise to see how well we could prepare someone that had seen... Maybe two or three of the, what, 25, 26 movies that were 30? Yeah, we're pushing. Plus the TV shows. We're pushing 30. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. Yeah, this was my dad and my sister. My dad was like, I think I've seen the first Thor. My sister was like, I probably have. And then was like, no. The only thing that they both collectively knew was that Loki dies and comes back all the time. And so I think they were upset that he wasn't going to be in this. I was like, I mean... I'd be happy to be surprised, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to be in this. He's doing his own thing. They got to go back and just watch the other ones. But we went to a great little movie theater. Uh, Shout out the Sun and Surf Cinema, just got to say. Only movie theater I've ever been to with heated recliners. And you wouldn't think you would want that when you're at the beach. I didn't use it personally, but... I did. Nice to have. Okay, good. And my cousin was there, and he knew a lot about the comics. Yeah, uh, shout out to you, Larry, if you're listening. Um, he was like, oh, well, they pulled in a lot from from this comic arc, but then they also adapted some things from the later uh, series. I was like, look, man, I do not You've have... you already said I no so idea much more. About. Yeah. I can talk about the wrong context of all of the movies, and that's about it. Yeah, same here. Like, I don't... The number of comics that I've read that have Thor in them is like maybe under five, you know. But kind of speaking of like having to recap it for someone that hasn't seen it, this movie, and I think this is going to become a trend as we move forward, kind of are required to provide some sort of um, recap for everyone because the more movies that Marvel comes out with, the more work they have to do to make sure it's accessible to everyone because, like, not everyone is going to be able to go see every movie. 
and for everyone to still be able to like just join in. Yeah. And, and so lucky. they incorporated a lot in this movie. They're lucky that they have a character like Korg that can like basically like in the beginning act as this plot device. Yeah, he's telling a story to the kids and it's not just like last time on Thor right. the series. And not just Korg, it's like they've set up this new Asgard as like a place that's like a tourist destination, which I thought was really funny and interesting. Yeah. How that might end up playing out as we move forward. Like we talked a little bit about like capitalism and superheroes with Watchmen. Um, and this isn't quite that, but I was like, they're kind of having this like sovereign country world planet within another planet world. And like, how is that going to play out eventually? If at all, um, where are these, the Sokovia Accords now, you know? They're gone. They're <laughs> gone. We're done. Like we can't, we can't be talking about fucking incursions in multiverses and then also try attempt to take the Sokovia Accords seriously. These, these two things do not go together. Is Norway fine with this? I guess. <laughs> like we have someone that's like self-proclaimed king. Of another planet. Of a, of a small piece of the Norwegian coast. If I remember from the comics, at some point this happened and New Asgard was literally floating about 10 feet above a cornfield somewhere in the American Midwest, which... That kind of makes more sense. And I, it, I hope I'm remembering the right thing. I seem to remember a visual of like one mailbox on a country road that just says New Asgard on it. Love with that. a floating kingdom right next to it. Love that. I mean, I like New Asgard. I think it's interesting. Um, and maybe they may not end up doing anything more with it. Yeah, really, I don't know. But. I would love for someone in one of the other movies or shows to just be there. Give me a sitcom set in New Asgard. You know they're getting up to all kinds of hijinks over there. Well, that's what it seems like. They really like gave us a peek into like a, an existing world that's been going on ever since Endgame, I guess. Or Thor I mean, Ragnarok, yeah, really. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, at this point, New Asgard has been in existence in-universe for, like, eight years, as long as... it's It's been, a, or not eight years, but, like, five or six. You know, it's it's functioning. Yeah, and they, like, made, made it clear that there are other, like, alien species there, not yeah. just people from Asgard. It's a haven, almost. Yeah, so I wonder... Um, you know, what will happen with that with, like, Young Avengers and, you know, they're really, every movie TV show is really hyping up this, like, younger generation, but I don't see the vision yet. There's, it hasn't become clear, like, what the, the goal is with it all, but just kind of laying the seeds. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see a bit more cross-pollination of, like, what's happening, and I don't even mean, like, what the next end game is involving all of the multiversal stuff, but the important developments happening on Earth, I mean, besides just uh, New Asgard existing, um, the whole thing with the Eternals and having this giant being turned into marble in the middle of the ocean. Um, give me, just give me some more references. There's like a bit, there's a bit here and there, but I, uh, like, how is this all impacting each other? Like, are you still in the same, or do we not know that we're in different multiverses this whole time? No way. I refuse to. I refuse to even entertain that because that would be so ridiculous. I don't all know right, why. Y'all, do you that. heard it here first. <laughs> I just. I don't mean to tread. Like, if you've been, like, watching or reading any of the feedback 
to what Marvel has been doing post Endgame, it all a lot of the complaints boil down to like, what are we doing? Where is the crossover? Where is everything leading? And for every complaint, you get as much people being like, well, we, we don't, don't need have to, do that. to have we don't that. Need to do it yet. Yeah. But I mean, personally, looking at the reception that this movie got, which was like mixed, uh, the reception that Doctor Strange got, which was more mixed, Eternals. People Which was straight up like bad. I don't, people like Shang Chi, right? People and well, yeah, Shang Chi was really good in ways that like so, I don't know because they're new. It was a new character maybe, and that wasn't expected to be a, a driver. I mean, Eternals was all new characters, right? Well, that was even that was received poorly for different reasons. Yeah. I think than the bad reviews of this and Doctor Strange, but like I think as much as I'm like yeah, Marvel can like do their thing, like they built up this big event and now they're like resetting people are starting to get antsy because they want these crossovers not it doesn't have to be a big movie just like some sort of like you said connection like are we in the same universe or not right and it's it's just like it is a little annoying being like all right well you know we're introduced to a new character in the post-credit scene of this movie just like we were in eternals and doctor strange when are we going to see these characters again because apparently everyone is acting in their own insulated worlds at the moment. That's what it feels like. Well, yeah, and they like alluded to Shang Chi being knowing Wong, for instance. But then where did that go? Right, like why? Like that would have been so cool if there was some sort of Shang Chi presence in Doctor Strange, or at least right. in the post credit scene, or like an allusion to it. Yeah, like I don't know. And like looking at the slate, uh, I mean, Marvel Studios is doing a big panel at Comic Con in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll do an episode that covers what they talk about because I'm hoping that we'll get like some big announcements on like the crossovers that people have been expecting. Some of them we already know about, the Marvels and like that's going to include Miss Marvel. So like we know where her story is taking her eventually. But you know, beyond like maybe we'll get something involving uh Ironheart and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But we just don't have any of these big event movies except uh, the Thunderbolts one, which we've heard rumors about, which doesn't seem to involve any of the multiversal stuff. We don't know. And I think people are getting a little getting a little hungry for crossover events. Did people not like this movie? Because I liked it. I don't think it was like the best movie ever or even the best Thor movie, but I enjoyed it. I just saw something that says it has the quote-unquote MCU's Second or third worst cinema score, which I don't know what that means. It's a B plus. I have no idea. I don't know what the reference is. But yeah, I mean, I I saw a lot of people being like, this movie was, whether it was predictable, um, it doesn't do enough to change the humor from Ragnarok, it doesn't move the MCU forward. I uh, wanted a little bit more comedy. I didn't need this movie to move anything forward in terms of that. We did get a small, we, you know, we got a crossover that we knew we were going to get with the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, which was cool. But it was it was pretty minimal, and I don't think... I thought maybe at the end of this movie they would have shown a post-credit or at the end of the movie of, like, what the Guardians are up to, since that is coming up soon. They should have done that, because it's been six... It'll be six years since the last Guardians movie when, this, when three comes out, and people love those characters, and they're just... I think this was kind of like a Taika didn't want to step on James Gunn's toes on whatever he's planning to do with the sure. team, and he couldn't get too much into like what. But like their they next could have gotten is. at least like a hint to be like, like 
you know, Chris Pratt's trying to call in to be like, hey, you know, we found, and it gets, like, cut off or something, you know, like, something. And I know they don't want to keep bringing Thor back into the Guardians world, but, like, I think there could have been something. I agree. And the what resonates with me most about the bad reviews, and to be clear, like I really enjoyed this movie. I I had fewer issues than I had with Doctor Strange, and I liked Doctor Strange as well. Um, it was too short. It was too short. Doctor Strange was also too short. They. I didn't think this was too short. I thought it was, and only because we did not get nearly enough gore. Not. G-O-R-E, but Christian Bale's gore. Um, It's just like, I loved what we got, but it felt like it needed some more time. Um, I thought we could have, like, just had a bit more... He only killed one god, you know? Well, he killed a bunch. But, like, we didn't get to see him do any of it, which seems like a waste. Like, I wanted to see him in action. I thought he would be the one to kill Zeus, or at least, quote-unquote, kill Zeus. Um... And I don't know, it was just like you got Christian Bale in to the MCU, which is crazy, and it just felt like they didn't give him enough. And this movie was less than two hours long. It, they're they're doing this big story, and I think... It's not that the, big of a story. Gore the God Butcher, at least from the idea that I get from people who love this character from the comics, deserves more time and development. I mean, some people d- didn't even think he should just be a one-and-done villain for Thor. It should be a recurring thing. But... I just kept hearing about, like, stuff that got cut. I mean, uh, Tessa Thompson was like, oh, yeah, like, we cut, like, a ton of scenes and, like, different planets and all these characters. Lena Headey was supposed to have, like, a role in it that got completely cut. Yeah, I guess they could have done more, like, chasing after him. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It, It, I didn't really notice it that much when we were watching it, but the gore thing kind of bothered me just because I was like, this is, he's giving a really good performance, and it's just, I don't know why we are rushing these things. It's like the pacing problems that have been in the shows are starting to like get to the movies as well. And I don't know why it didn't bother me as much as Dr. Strange. Dr. Strange deserved like 20 minutes more because of like what they were dealing with in that movie. But yeah, let's talk about Christian Bale a little bit. Um, You know, he always is kind of a chameleon with his performances, but the way I always know it's Christian Bale, which I'm sure is for most people, is his like mouth and teeth, like his lower teeth. He does have a very very distinctive distinctive mouth. And that's how I'm always able to be like, because I knew Christian Bale was in it, but then I promptly forgot. And then I'm like looking at the guy, the very first scene is him like dying with his daughter, which is very heavy way to start this movie, which I sold to my sister and dad as a comedy. And then we immediately start off with this, like, really sad So we'll get scene, past it. We'll get past it. I'm like, oh, it's Christian Bale because I saw his mouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good start to the movie, except I hated the stuff with, like, the god and, like, the weird creatures. Because, yes, like... We're going into, like, a comedic thing with this movie. We know that. But I'm like, can we not just, like, have, like, a somewhat... the? It was so... But that's why he was so angry. I know. it was so silly and ridiculous. I just didn't... I didn't like the CG, like, creatures oh, and stuff. I oh. thought it was, like, goofy looking. And, like, yeah, I get that. Like, it's... He's a, he's a disciple of a god that's not, like, serious. Um, I just... I was like, I don't... Why are we, like, half-assing it? I'm like, I wanted him to go, like, way harder. Yeah, I think we could have gone deeper into, like, the lore of the God Butcher because it's clearly, like, been passed down. And, like, 
the God Butcher, the old one was just there, dead, and this guy beat him? Like, are we, what? Yeah, that's, I don't really get that. I do know, or at least I think I know, the Necro Sword has, like, a really deep history in the comics, and I think the reason why maybe they didn't touch on it a lot is because they couldn't, because my understanding is it's, like, innately connected to, like, what is basically a symbiote god, like Venom's crew, a guy named Noel, who is like a, this, a symbiote to end all symbiotes had it, and it like imbued it with its power. And that's not something that Marvel Studios has the right to use. Um, so I guess they had to dance around it a little bit. But it ends up just feeling like something that, like, why, why did we not know about this? Like, was anyone else using this to kill gods if it had the capability yes. to kill gods? Well, I think that's what's happening, but also, like, there are so many gods. Yeah. Like, it's it, they barely made a dent. Right. And, like, the big ones are at this Mount Olympus place. I think what I would have preferred instead of, like, getting that distress signal broadcast was, like, you get the gore line being, like, all gods will die. Cut to the Marvel Studios fanfare come back and we're like in the middle of Gore's campaign. Like we see like what he can do before he uses his powers to kidnap a bunch of children for new Asgard. I'm like, we saw that huge dead God that Sif like almost died fighting Gore, trying to stop him from killing. I'm like, how did he do that? Why did we not get to see this? I mean, he was super cool. And I loved like the fight scenes that we did get with Gore, but like that's something of like, epic proportions i'm like why why forgo something of that magnitude it could have been super fucking cool yeah and like like you said they had time yeah i do think that's a good criticism of the movie um but like um so just kind of bouncing around a little bit movie in general is heavier than i thought it was gonna be for sure um namely jane has terminal cancer yeah is that from the comic? Yeah. Really? Yep. So did you know that? I didn't know for sure, but everyone that talked about the mighty Thor plotline was like, yeah, like Jane Foster gets cancer and uses Mjolnir to kind of help stave it off. I didn't know how it ended or anything, like how that plot in the comic played out, but... Yeah, I thought that was all really interesting and a good... Because I before this happened, I was like, this is going to be so dumb how they make Jane Foster Thor... Like, I just anticipated being kind of a silly way of doing it, but I thought it worked really well. So, of course, it makes sense that it's, like, coming straight from the comic. But um, I liked that it was the hammer brings you strength, but then, like, kind of plot twist. It's also killing you. Yeah, which, like, I wonder if it was also killing Captain America a tiny bit when he used it or if the super soldier serum offset it. Cap's different. But, yeah, I was... Why um, would you say that? I don't know. I'm sorry, Steve. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was, um, pretty impressed with the way that they were able to do this plot. It, it really worked well for me and having like that bit of a interlude about their relationship falling, well, first being good and the hammer being like, he added this thing to the hammer, like accidentally about like, his yeah, routine. yeah. Cause like, how would she, not that she's unworthy, but she's not like worthy or yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. So I, I really liked that. And honestly, like seeing them like giving a bit more context on like their one, their relationship, because it was so surface level in the first two Thor movies. Like we only ever saw her 
when she was with Thor. And in the second movie, she's basically just a damsel in distress, which is like part of the reason why Natalie Portman was like, fuck this. I could have taken or leave in the, or take it or leave it with the recap on their relationship. Like, I guess I was just like, yeah, it didn't work. They're not together. Like, I, like, if, if we were going to use that time for something else, I would have used it for something else. Sure, yeah. Like, I, of all the recaps that I thought were important, that one was least important to me. I guess I just felt the need to, like, justify their relationship. Like, why they can't the main, get back together. Right, or and they needed it to be, like, the emotional core of the movie. And I think they probably looked at it and they were like, the audience doesn't know enough about them as a couple for this to work. So, but I agree. I just wish, you know, they didn't have to... They didn't have to make a trade for it. They could have just added more stuff. Right. Well, and it gave them an opportunity to, like, shoehorn in this whole, like, kid plot. Yeah. Which I felt that was kind of weak, but, like, not this movie's fault. More just, like, when were they going to put that in at any other point? Right. So. And the kid's name is Love, by the way. It's just Love. Oh, I thought he just called her that. That's what I thought, too. But, like, everything that I've seen is, like, I don't know if maybe Gore says it. He says my love or something, yeah. but I just thought he was saying, like, my love. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Or at least that's just at least how we're referring to her retroactively. I see. Yeah, I had asked Griffin what the daughter's name was. And I did not know. Apparently I mean, they, At the end of the movie, it's like they called him Love and Thunder. I'm like, okay. Um, but uh, what was I saying? <laughs> Well, we were talking about their relationship and the kids' stuff. Oh, yeah. So they kind of shoehorned in, like, all this kids' stuff, including, like, the Asgard children is what's going to make Thor go after him. It's, like, the trap. Like, why did he need those children there other than a trap? Like, Thor would have already gone. Like, it didn't matter that there were kids involved. I don't know. Like, that all felt weak. Oh, and, and this is also what I was saying. is like, that's not necessarily this movie's fault. It just, like... They needed him to be, like, this paternal person for this story to work, but it I don't think it worked. Yeah. It, it didn't, didn't feel like It didn't bother resonate. me that much, but it's certainly not earned. Like, we were never set up with, oh, Thor's a god who wants kids. Like, that was never... Right. It was never an aspect of his character, unless I seriously forgot something. They did a better job of this, actually, speaking of the Guardians, in the video game that you played that was about the Guardians, where Chris Pratt is like, oh, maybe this is, like, my daughter. Maybe it's not. Chris Pratt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Star-Lord. Um, I'm not going to spoil the video game, but, like, there's it's- this whole, like, surrogate type of daughter situation, and they have to, like, basically create that for this game. Yeah. And they could have done it better, I think, in that's, this movie. That's not even fair. Like, no, it is fair. I just mean, like, the the quality of the writing in the Guardians game was so high. This I think, is like, a Marvel movie. There should be that standard. <laughs> I feel like their scripts have never really been their strong suit. And, like, they... Like, that game was above and beyond what people were expecting. Like, that take on the Guardians, so many people have been like, this exceeded the movies for me because of, like, how they presented that stuff. And, like, Star-Lord especially, like, amazing. Yeah, but, like... Play the game if you haven't played it. Do that with Thor. Right. Yeah, it's just, Or like, go harder on, like, shoehorning in the kids' stuff. I know. I'm, like, lean in if you're gonna lean in, but I think, I guess they want it to be a surprise at you the end You there. can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. I mean, I thought, like, the surprise at the end might have been, like, Gore uses it to the eternity to heal Jane instead of getting his daughter back. But 
if we'd even had scenes in the beginning of like Thor playing with kids in New Asgard yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, pretty basic. Or them having a fight saying she doesn't want kids and he does. Yeah. There, drives him apart like that. Well, because like they have him like looking at kids and she's like not interested. Yeah. But like it's all in Because she's like wrapped up in her work more than like not wanting them directly, I guess. I don't know. Like, if you're going to use that recap to explain why they didn't work, do the kids thing in there. Like, I don't know. It just... Right, which is all to say, like, personally for me, like, I like how it ended. Like, I thought I that was too. cute. I thought it was really but cute. But it was, it was introduced, like, last minute, not even, like, last minute in the series, but last minute in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, with the Asgard kids, I was like, why do we care about these kids? Like, I know this is Hyam's... Idris Elbis is son. <laughs> um, and so, like, that's cool. We didn't know he had a son, but, Heimdall. like... Heimdall's son. Heimdall's um, a private guy, I guess, <laughs> you know. He, he when keeps, does he have time? He's always watching the bridge. Um, so, I... I was just like, why? And I loved the scene with the kids fighting at the end. Like, that was great, but I was like, how did we get here? Right, yeah, it's kind of kind of odd. Kind of odd. And him being, like, you know, kind of bad at, like, comforting them. Like, I thought all that was funny, and him being like, don't meet your heroes, and they're like, um, we're meeting you. <laughs> like, I loved all that stuff. Um, it was just, like, do a little bit more there, I guess. Yeah, a little clunky. A little... Yeah, clunky. A little too little too late in its execution. But, yeah, I would say that's probably, for me, like, the biggest weakness of this movie, second to the Christian Bale stuff. But her having cancer brought Darcy back, briefly. Love, love to see Darcy here. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Kind of was, surprised she didn't come back at all to be like, holy shit, Jane, you're Thor now. I know. <laughs> like, where did she go? Or she just, was she hanging out with Jimmy Woo again or something? Are they busy? I mean, she probably is busy. It was nice to see her, though. I mean, this, it, it felt like, it, this whole movie felt like a, to me, pretty successful uh, union of Ragnarok and what the Thor series was pre-Ragnarok. Obviously, Loki is the missing piece, but like, getting Jane and Darcy and even, like, a little voice message from um, <coughs> Stellan Skarsgård's character. Oh, right, yeah, that um, was nice. I was like, oh, yeah, like, here's okay, the Eric. the connections on Earth can be integrated into, like, what is a more crazy story. And it helps that Jane is Thor. Like, it's not, she's not doing what she was doing in Thor 2, which was lame as fuck. And I can't believe I'm going to say this is probably sacrilege, but I didn't miss Loki in this. Well, it's... It's it just be, doesn't he fit. Didn't, he didn't need to be in it. Yeah. Like, I know there were so many people being like, here's how Loki could come back for the movie. I'm like, you have you had three Thor movies with heavy Loki presence, and then he died. And sure, us as an audience have this other Loki show, but like, it would totally just be, it would be so stupid if it was like, oh, he's back now. Also, like, we don't know that Loki in relation to Thor. Right. Thor yeah, doesn't no, know the journey he's gone on. Like, and then it would be about that. Right, and they, you can't just We've already that. done that. No, I mean, if they bring them back together, which, let's be honest, they probably will. They definitely will. They're setting up a Thor 5. The, Loki has a second season. Like, there's time yeah. for this to happen. Both of these actors are willing to keep playing these characters. Like, Forever, We don't need to, like, rush 
into like this reunion. Which it, would, it doesn't seem like they are. It would just cheapen it if but, they did. Yeah, that we've mined that field a lot with Loki and Thor. The best thing they could do is do something like they did in What If, where they're just like buds. Right. Like we don't need to do this whole like, are they friends or is Loki going to betray him? Is he going to betray again? him? Yeah. I, we're we're done with that. And like Loki coming back would just ruin Thor's life. Yeah, he doesn't, Again. he doesn't need that right now. Like he just—he's still grieving him. Don't—he—he wouldn't know what to do with himself. Um, and then did you want to talk about the guardians briefly? Yeah, I know we said it, but yeah, just uh, not too much to say. But it was just like it's good to see the crew. That was know? a good opening scene for them. It was. You kind of see Thor back on his shit, like in the first one, being like, "I'm a god and I'm so helpful," yeah. like kind of oblivious. So like. That was nice to see yeah. that he's still kind of the like thunderhead that thunderhead that he's always been. <laughs> yeah, no, it was that was fun, and I mean, everyone, all the crew there except for Gamora, of course. We got Kraglin in there using the arrow that he got from Yondu at the end of the second movie, which was great. The thing about Thor, I'm just realizing this, is that in his movies, he always seems dumb. But when he's, like, showing up in, like, Avengers, he's, like, smarter than everybody. Badass and, yeah. Or not smarter, like, in terms of science, but he, like, just knows more because he's been around forever. Yeah. And somehow that works. Yeah. Like, it, it somehow it doesn't really contradict. I think some people have a problem with it. They made him into, like, a dumbass, but, like, it's way funnier. He also <laughs> started out as a dumbass. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad about this. I don't... But, yeah. We're not going back to Kenneth Branagh Thor. We're just not going to do he it. He was a little too dumb in this at some points. Yeah. But he's been through a lot, so I'll, I'll give him that. Sure. He's, he's Ragnarok was tough on he's, Thor. He's, still, he's just still constantly drunk. Um, and they have this like whole bit with the goats that have that comes back throughout the whole movie, and that was my favorite bit, I, I think, did. was the goats. I really enjoyed the goats. And that they... like. Cry, scream. The, uh, what was basically a slapstick comedy moment of the boat, the, the, whatever we call the, the new Asgardian cruise tour ship being pulled through the Bifrost by the goats, slamming into Gore's planet. It makes it look like it's a small planet in the distance, but no, it's actually a small planet, like a hundred feet in front of the ship as they slam into it and the goats are screaming. It, it worked for me. I said this about something else. I think it was about the goats. I think your sister didn't like the goats. Or oh, some, really? Some of their comedy. Someone said something about the comedy. Maybe it wasn't the goats. But I was like, whatever it was, it worked for me. Oh, I said about the hammer bit. Oh, yeah. Too, yeah, many, too many bits on the hammer versus the X, storm X weapon breaker. versus weapon. Yeah. No, that was also... That and being like a me. metaphor for Jane. I was like, okay, we get it. We no, get every, it. Every time Stormbreaker... Uh, slowly hovered onto screen that was that was very funny. I thought it was very like clever of them to do that. I liked the bit about him feeling betrayed by Mjolnir and yeah. Mjolnir being like, well, whatever. Like <laughs> <laughs> we've moved on. You left me on the ground, motherfucker. Um I do want to talk about Zeus and, and Olympus. But and the city? I want to wait a second. <laughs> An omnipotent city? Yeah. Well, the last thing I want to talk to you before that stuff was um, Tessa Thompson's yeah. character. 
So this is kind of going back to like what they might want to do with new Asgard. I feel like this movie underutilized her. Oh, it definitely did. I think they wanted her to be in it, but they didn't know what to do they with her. They don't know what to do with her. It almost feels like she should have died already, like yeah. in the last movie. Yeah. Saving someone, because now she's in it too much that she can't die. I know, and people like, people like Tessa Thompson too much. So how will she ever get to Valhalla? I, like, I mean, I, she's <laughs> got to meet up with her Valkyrie bud someday. I, the word on the street is that she's in the Marvels. So, you know, maybe there's there's something that happens When is there. she getting a girlfriend? Probably in the Marvels. Is it Captain Marvel? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Happened in the comics, I think. So Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I, I felt, like, bummed that she got injured and was just, like, out of it. Like, it, she had to be. Like, it didn't make sense for her to be there. But, but then... I, I didn't want her to die, but I'm like, why is she... What? But then even what? on, like, the third, uh, on the boat, she's just, like, third wheeling with, like, Korg. Like, yeah. I don't... <laughs> with Korg's head. Yeah, I, I was... I liked her in it. Obviously, she's great, but I felt like they just didn't know what to do. They wrote this movie as, like, a Thor and Jane thing, and that yeah. didn't leave room for Valkyrie. They didn't know... I don't know. And I mean, it might have made more sense for her not to go at all, but show more of her in Asgard being king. Like, we saw a little bit of Give it. Give her a B-plot. You yeah. Know? You can, I think you can do that well if you execute it right. Like, maybe, like, the shadow things stayed in the town, even when What's-His-Name left. Right. And yeah. she's, like, dealing with it on the ground. And that's maybe also how they could, like, do this kids plot better is like how they've been working with the kids or something. I mean, yeah. I know they did it at the end, but yeah, I think they could have done more with her. I don't know. I think any of those ideas could have worked maybe, and maybe they were in the script at some point and then they got yeah. cut, but she... I mean, I liked her with them. Right. So there are parts of it and her and Jane, like that also felt like we should have gotten more with her and Jane, but I guess that's all supposed to be a surprise. I know. It yeah. It just, it just felt like, that, yeah, that was a consequence. Like when she's like, you're going to like her or like him or whatever yeah. she says. Or this one, you're going to like gonna this like one. You're going to like this one, and then that's it. Yeah. Like, I get that, but, like, oh, I would have liked to see more. Yeah, it's just, again, you know, throw in even ten more minutes of time on this movie, and we could have fleshed out some of this stuff. Like, I also assume that she knew that Jane had cancer, and, like, maybe seeing that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I have no idea what, what the thoughts on that was. Okay, so that brings us to... Did I, did I actually forget? Darcy, does she come back, like, when she's, like, back on Earth with no. cancer? No? Just the doctor. Huh. Very interesting. Okay, well, yeah, let's talk about... Let's talk about Zeus in that gang. So they, they're like, we gotta go to this secret city where all the gods hang out. We got to ask for their help. And this and is he's a, just rattling off gods names. Oh yeah. We see a, uh, CG bow bun God. Uh, we see, uh, the God of Korg's people among like hundreds of others. And I, I really liked the visual design of an omnipotent city. I thought it was a cool place. Um, yeah, it looked fun. It felt like it belonged in a Thor movie. Yeah. And the whole, like, encounter with Zeus is interesting in how it's, like, a reflection of Gore, like, going to his god and, yeah. and like, shutting him down, being like, uh, no, like, fucking deal with it, loser. Like, there's, you're fine. And it makes so much sense for, like, 
this is like what happens to gods when they're like complacent and they're out of touch and they have no reason to like actually care about their subjects. And we see more of it like in the post credit scene, Zeus is like actively hostile to his subjects because they're, they don't respect us anymore. Like, right. They, they treat us as a joke. Exactly. And I mean, in a, in a lot of ways, the Russell Crowe's version of Zeus is a joke. Which was I mean, funny. It was really funny. I w- didn't know Russell Crowe was going to be in this. Yeah. He was in one was of the trailers. Was he in the trailer? Yeah. Okay. But I was the, very surprised. They put the scene in the trailer where he flicks his cape off. Oh, right. I didn't know that. And they that. pixelated yeah. his butt. They did not pixelate the butt in the movie. No, he was he was good. And I mean, I hope that... um, Like, he was really good as this comedic role. And I hope that if he comes back he gets to like flex it a bit more seriously. Cause I'm like, this is Zeus. Yeah. Like, I think like, honestly, I want to see him be powerful. Zeus shouldn't have lost that fight. If this is like his, this is his turf. He's like, however much older than Thor right. is. Like, well, that's cause he's doing a performance. He's not really fighting. Right. And obviously like, he's not dead, but at the time I was like, Oh, Thor actually just killed. Zeus. I was like, wow, are we not making a big deal out of that? <laughs> and Thor's like, well, all the other gods are going to hunt us down for the rest of our days. And I'm like, well, I guess it might just be a uh, Zeus and his, his dear son. It felt very much like gold people in guardians too. Definitely. Another, and like Adam, like, I don't know what's gonna, well, yeah, the, I, I almost completely forgot about that plot thread. It's been so long. I don't like that plot thread in the movies. Yeah. In movie. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's, like, what? Is that, like, the middle of the movie? I don't know. I don't remember exactly how far we are. I'm but, kind so, of at the end. So they, they beat up <laughs> Zeus. They get his they get his weapon. They have this cool-looking Thunderbolt thing. And then at some point in here, um, Thor and Jane rekindle their relationship, and Jane eventually does tell Thor that she has cancer, which is quite quite sad. It's not not a fun moment, but the whole like I want to feel shitty about you. I thought that was pretty funny. Yes, that I was like pretty that. good. Um, and yeah, so they they go to the shadow realm, and I thought the whole thing with like color can't exist there. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, so much that I like forgot. Like, do they show any color later well, on? Well, so it's like when they're there. It's black and white, but every time they hold up, like when Jane is holding Mjolnir, it's like illuminating the, um, like a little bit around, and there's color in that space. And same for um, Zeus's bolt and maybe Stormbreaker. There's like yeah. a little bit of color there. And then I think it's um, like Gore's eyes are yellow, even though like everything else is black and white. I just thought that was really cool. And that whole sequence was also like Gore's best moment when he's like has them all like tied up right. and stuff and easily defeats them. Yeah. I I just thought that was that was really cool and it was a interesting visual style choice. Same for that and for making the planet that they were fighting on so small. And so it can like we you're seeing them fight like around the entire like little it's not even a planet. I has I don't know what to call it. Basically a rock. <laughs> but I I just thought that was that was cool and very distinct visually and a fun fight scene. Even though it's so annoying that like yeah, uh Valkyrie gets injured, doesn't even die, and then everything else that Gore does is a consequence of being like, We have to get Valkyrie out of here. I'm like this is so it was so predictable. Cause he just needed him to use Stormbreaker. 
Like, come on. Well, no, he didn't. He needed Stormbreaker, so he, like, grabbed it from him. Oh, yeah. That's true. No, I guess he didn't need him to use the Bifrost. He just needed to use the Bifrost later. Yeah, and I, the interesting that that's, like, the key to getting into this, like, world. But you think Zeus would want to mention that. He would, wouldn't you? You'd also think or that... Or that he would know that Thor is, like, the only person that has this weapon. You'd also think that the existence of eternity as a being would be a huge deal. Because, honestly, like, after the timekeepers fake out in Loki, I'm like, do any of these things actually exist like there's all these sorts of cosmic entities like that in the comics there's judgment as a being there's the living tribunal and eternity is like one of those beings um and they're like all powerful like they are like the thread of the the entire multiverse and i'm like this guy's just kind of like hanging out and he grants wishes like, are we ever going to see this again? Uh, it's just a, a question of how well, big... Well, no, it only ever happens once. Yeah, I guess. For Which a is person kind of, to reach it. kind of lame. That's like, is that... What does it do? Like, is that it? It's really a question of how big the she cosmic scale embodies, gets. She's, like, born of eternity. Love? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's what they kind of said. It just seems like that should be, like, a... A mind shattering, like what? What even is this? You can't process it. It's like the Watcher in What right. If, like. But I think there's so many that, like, therefore it doesn't have that much emphasis, which is good. Yeah. Ultimately, and I know that um, someone has a Reddit post about the hallway in front of Eternity, where all the fights with the kids happen. Yeah. There's like all those statues, and those are other like beings like that. And one of them had, like, a head of a celestial from Eternals, like the six... There's fucking celestials. <laughs> They're everywhere. I don't want that to be, like, the new end game, but I guess that's we're kind of leading towards celestials. I guess, in, unless they, like, looked at Eternals and they're like, I don't think people like these anymore. But they have no choice but to reckon with the fact that one of them showed up on Earth and scared the shit out of everybody, and the other one is in the middle of the ocean. I do think that one will come back in Black Panther. That's my guess. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Jane is like, fuck it. I'm not going to die of cancer in here. I'm going to die on my own terms and go help help my bud. Honestly, fair enough. I don't think she was going to make it. She she was looking rough. I she think I would have I would have done the same thing. I'm like, I can either like die in here, like boring, painful, or I can go out fighting. Be Thor one more time. I really didn't like her wigs in this, like her <laughs> cancer wig. Yeah. Which I don't know if it was like intentionally supposed to be a wig, like she had lost her hair and was wearing it, or that was just her hair. Either way, it was not good. And then I didn't like her Thor wig. It was yeah. too long and curly. It was very curly. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a personal preference, though. I don't... I'm assuming they're they're all wigs. I think most... Most of these actors and these movies are wearing wigs all the time because they need the consistency if they go back to do reshoots. They can't count on them right, right. having their hair the same way. But yeah, I agree. The The costuming in general in this was like a lot goofier. Yeah, um, Thor's costume was Thor's so is, ridiculous. Were, it's insane. And they just and like... colorful. The, the colors do pop, which they, they did the same, but like his, uh, his outfit in Ragnarok was a lot more understated. Yeah, he was barely wearing anything. Obviously, like the short hair and the face paint and stuff. This was just like so ridiculous, but it's Thor. It worked. Like I don't, of all the heroes, you know, 
this is not Captain America in the first Avengers territory. This is just, it's Thor. It's ceremonial, ridiculous garb, whatever. Um, yeah, so the last thing I wanted to talk about is the post-credit scene. Well, I want to talk about the resolution of oh, the fight yeah. with Gore and stuff. So they they fail to, they, they rescue the kids, and they have this fun moment where Thor oh, gives yes. all the kids the power of Thor. Temporarily. Temporarily. And you have kids fighting with their stuffed animals and I pieces of rock I loved it. And that stuff. was and my favorite scene. Heimdall's son is like leading the charge of the kids, which I just thought was so cool. I do wish we had a bit more background on them <laughs> before that, but it was still really fun, like a, a different way to do a fight scene against like the kind of standard uh, sh- creepy shadow monsters that Gore summons. Um, but I, I mean, I like the whole thing with them having to break the Necrosword to stop him and the way that they executed that. And the fight was fun. One that he doesn't die he, right away. It just like makes him continue dying as he was before. I thought right. that was done really well. Kind of like what was happening to Jane. Exactly. She did well, the same thing. Exactly. Griff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was cool. And seeing um, like when Jane comes back and Thor is kind of like a mix of like, God damn it. And also, like, he was probably going to lose that fight if she wasn't there. I liked that. And, uh, yeah, so so Gore succeeds in his... Well, he, he succeeds in part of his mission. He, he gets to eternity, but he does not wish for all gods to die. He just wishes to get his daughter back. Classic dad move. Yeah, but it's only because Thor, like, kind of suggested it. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I, I thought he was You gonna- seem like a good dad. I thought he was going to do it, but, like, that was his plan from the beginning, was to get his daughter back. Yeah. No, I think he was just going to... But that's because he's infected by the sword. Yeah. But still, I was like, okay, I thought we were headed towards this regardless of what Thor was going to say. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, are we going to have, like, a a last-minute heel turn and Thor's just going to, like, kill Gore right here and be like, give me Jane back. (laughs) Fuck, Fuck your daughter. No, that would be messed up. That but, was pretty rough. But it was at some point I was like, oh, are we like not killing Jane? And I'm like, we kind of didn't. They definitely gave themselves an out. Like, yeah, they could have saved her. Never want to leave Valhalla. Yeah, but like, no, I think it. I think it worked well the way that it did, and it was cool. Like knowing they had established like what it looks like when you die and go to Valhalla. Um, and let's say like when we saw her like do that, we know that she's not just like normal human person dead she's warrior dead which like did she really fight die in battle she died in her battle against cancer wow (laughs) i don't know (laughs) sure you can justify it that way because he made the whole thing to sith about like well you didn't actually die in battle yeah also like I guess shout out to Taika Waititi for like taking the time to bring back Sif because everyone was like, yo, where's Sif? And she showed up in Loki and everyone's like, ah, and then she did nothing. She's there. She's like helping one armed. Yeah. She's doing the one armed sword fighting like Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. Maybe she and Tessa will date. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm just happy that like, again, talking about like these characters and elements from the early Thor movies. I mean, they killed off all of Thor's other friends, which... They Korg, did show. And Korg being like, this guy, whoever these guys are. And I'm like, there's going to be like 10 people out there that are pissed that they did that. Because all these people were mad that Taika like killed them with no fanfare in Ragnarok. 
Which was kind of shitty, but... Um, well, he mentioned them, kind what's of. His, what's his name from Shazam had better things to do than fuck around in the background of Thor movies. So, good for him. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, everyone gets back to New Asgard. And, yeah, Sif and Valkyrie are training the kids in the art of self-defense. And Thor's a daddy now. Thor's a daddy. Just like he always wanted. Thor's a daddy to love and also Mjolnir, again, kind of. Or, okay, sorry, to go back to the whole kid thing, make him not want kids. Like, he's living his single god life. He's, like, not comfortable with the kids at New Asgard. Jane maybe wanted kids, or, like, they had talked about it, or maybe they both didn't want them, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, like, make kids more of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one way or the other. Have the responsibility, well, the responsibility is kind of thrust onto him anyway, but it, right. they could have made it work either way that they wanted to approach it. Because that's kind of what they do with Star-Lord in the video game. He's, like, not ready yeah. basically to be a dad and he's like convincing himself that he could be or like could not be waivers on it for sure right but the yeah i mean whether it's uh, another young avengers thing or not i liked the ending of this movie and having, how does she have powers well like you said it could just be oh, like from the eternity, being eternity thing or gore had some underlying power or something i'm i think it's the eternity I'm, thing i'm whatever about it like i i think it's probably is a if they ever feel the need to address it, which they probably won't. I just thought it was so fun, like, having them go into battle and be like, oh, yeah, these are the good ones, and we have to protect them because we're, like, the protectors. Right. What did he say? Um, Fighting the good fight for those who can't fight good or something. That's what Korg kept repeating. (laughs) Also, I did think Korg was going to die. I know. It was was very sad. Would it have been effective? Yes. And I was also like... Taika's like, I "I don't want to keep voicing them. I was like, this is very sad and it's going to work on me. Uh, But also, like, don't kill Korg. (laughs) I like Korg. Taika's like, I got to keep a job even if they fire me from directing. Right. It's... He's, he's written himself in. I, I'm going to say this, though. Taika was like, this movie is very gay. Yes. Okay. But we had this whole thing where Korg's like, my, my dad met my other dad. What, what about his mom? In Ragnarok, he was like, I went to this protest, and the only people that showed up were like was my mom's boyfriend, who I hate. Oh, what that's funny. We retconning Korg's background. Yes, <laughs> which is funny. His new background is funnier. Yes, it is. And then he meets Dwayne. I The Rock. Oh. Which someone on Reddit said that, and I was like. I didn't get that. Oh, Taika. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, everyone was all up in arms about um, Doctor Strange, her, uh, America Chavez's mom's being gay. And, like, is anyone talking about Korg? Is anyone banning Thor, Love, and Thunder from movie theaters? It's like, well, it's a a rock alien. (laughs) It doesn't care. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, no, I, I thought that was so funny. And there are there are genuinely people out there that are like, oh, I'm not gonna fucking hate this. And I'm like, are you oh are you fucking heavens. serious? Heavens to bad so you Shut get up, over nerds. it. Yeah. Okay, but can we talk about the post credit scene? Okay, now? let's talk about the post credit scene now. Okay, well we get the Valhalla one, and then we get Zeus again. And Zeus has to put his son, Hercules, on a mission. And I screamed when I saw sweet Brett Goldstein up there doing his thing. Can confirm actual scream. I was so shocked. This was so unexpected. 
Um, if you guys didn't listen to our Super Bob episode, we don't spoil the movie, so you can listen to it. We talk a lot about Brett Goldstein. We talk about superhero movies in that because he has a podcast where he talks very openly about not liking superhero movies, and specifically Marvel because they use way too much CGI. <laughs> Look, the, he is not the first person to be like, I don't like X, and then go on to be... It's like Bill Burr being like, I hate Star Wars, and then showing up in The Mandalorian. Does he hate Star Wars, Bill? Is that yeah, his apparently, thing? Apparently, like, well, it's no. not his thing, but I think he had talked about it. That's like, funny. oh, those fucking movies, and then he's he's there. I mean, I'm not mad that Brett... No, I, I just think it's funny, because, like, he is, like, the least expected person I could have guessed would show up in a Marvel movie like this. Yeah. I mean, I guess Harry Styles was also kind of similar. Like, what? Yeah. Like, he's, I guess Brett Goldstein's got a good agent, huh? How the I, hell did that happen? I'm just so happy for him. Me too. I, I hope that, like... I hope he got paid buckets for that one line. I hope so. And I hope we... I hope it doesn't take forever for us to see him again. Because I just think that's so cool. And I know there's there's haters out there about this, okay? it can't It can't just be Henry Cavill. You can't just cast Henry Cavill in every buff white guy superhero role. Is that who role. people yeah. want? Yeah, I'm like you can't, you can't. Like he's not, he doesn't even want to play Superman apparently. So like, why, why would he show up here? They can't. He does want to play Superman. Well, apparently they keep trying to negotiate with him and he won't do it. So I don't know. But open your minds, people. Brett Goldstein is going to be amazing. Watch Super Bob. Watch Super Bob. Watch Ted Lasso. Listen to films to be buried with. Like. This guy's got it. Listen to our episode about it. He's gonna he's gonna drop the MCU's first f bomb. You know, it's gonna it has to happen. So that was like the most thrilling thing that came out of this movie, and that's all I really came here to speak about. I'm just very happy that I didn't have that spoiled for me because I like to lurk around the rumors and leaks and stuff. And there is a there's a subreddit called Marvel Studios Spoilers. The good thing about that is that typically the full like actual spoilers are not presented like as the title. I just like to see like what the buzz is, but I went back and searched like Brett Goldstein, Hercules, and it was out there like two weeks ago. Really? I'm like, I could have been, this could have been ruined for me. I kind of half thought it was like you already knew. Cause you didn't react as strongly as I, I was did. just looking at you. <laughs> I was looking at you looking at your sister and it was very funny. I think, I don't know if I didn't clock if anyone else in our theater had, like, strong reactions there to was it. Aud- there was audible noises across I, the theater. Yeah. I just I had to resist the urge to be like, he's here, he's there, he's there. I but, saw a meme of that, and I wanted to retweet it, but I didn't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah. But what a what a fantastic moment. And get for Marvel, they should be so lucky to have Brett Goldstein on their team. They should their be team. so lucky. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... And you said Kevin... Yeah, apparently that was a that was a Kevin Feige pick. Uh, you know, I'm sure Sarah Finn, uh, you know, vetted that and like made sure like Cleared Kevin, it. like what the fuck is this? But, like, no, he's he's got what it takes, I think for sure. Oh, certainly. I'm yeah, I'm just very excited about it. I hope Kevin Feige's on films to be buried with. That would be insane. That would be a get too. But yeah. I mean, I think we both liked this movie a lot. I don't think it um, it deserves the really, I mean, at best, like mixed reviews that it's getting. Um, if you haven't, well, I don't know. You've I think it's this. worth seeing. Yeah, definitely check it out. I mean, yeah, no, if you're if you're here for like, oh, like the next chapter of the MCU, it's not it's not this. 
But like, I, I also mean, don't think it was marketed as. It wasn't. And I didn't even mention, like, this was the first original six Avenger to get a movie, like a fourth movie, one, and also the first one to have a solo movie after Endgame. Yeah, well, no one's had a fourth movie. Well, no one's had a fourth movie, but I was thinking, like, yeah, sure, we got Black Widow, which is a prequel, but, like, no, we're in, like... <laughs> and her first movie. Right. First and only. But now we're in, like, uncharted territory for, like, the MCU timeline. And, like, just... I I, I don't think anyone um, would have expected Thor to be the one to get more than a trilogy of movies, you know, right. back when those were all coming out. And, of course, like... Especially so after the second one. Right. Yeah, and like, yeah, like Captain America's doing it, but that's, we have a different Captain America now, right? We have the same Thor. There was no torch passing happening here, which I think a lot of people thought, like, maybe this was like Thor dying, Jane is Thor now. No. I don't think Natalie Portman would have wanted to do that. No, but this was a good send-off for her, better than just, like, disappearing like, into the or a, Or a 30-second uh, cameo in Endgame. <laughs> oh, I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she was, like, laying on a couch. It's, like, cgi It was her. She just never spoke. Oh, I thought they just used, like, the clips from the movie. No, I think they actually got her back for it. Oh. Because she was, like, at the premiere or something, or... Hmm. I don't know, but, yeah. Either way. Um, So, instead of saying our favorite scene, how about you say what uh, you think the uh, catchphrase she said was? Oh, my God. I have one ready. I would say... <laughs> Do not. I'm bringing the thunder would be my catchphrase. That would be really good. And that would be the best one yet based on the other ones that we heard. Well, knowing the, the cheesiness of the ones that we got from her in this, I'm going to say it would be, it's time to ride the lightning. Ride the lightning. Like the Metallica song. Okay. It's very it's naughty. Not, it's not... <laughs> Okay, well, I, w- I wasn't even thinking about it like that. Okay, well, they've a, got the bolt, you lot know. Of, a lot of Guns N' Roses influence here, not, not Metallica, but we can make it work. All right, well, um, thank you all for listening. Drop us a review. Go back and listen to the Super Bob episode. Check out Films to be Buried With and try to get Brett Goldstein to acknowledge us. And uh, make sure you check out our next episode, which I think should be the season finale of Miss Marvel for more MCU goodness. Until we we are are out of the the superverse. superverse. Bring in the thunder. Ride the lightning.